and now I'm having. Of course I am. Why is my. God damn. <laughs> there we go. Fuck. I hate my fucking shit sometimes. Although. This isn't really. Oh no, it is detecting it now. Nice. Okay. After some technical errors, we are here on the Grogcast. God, I am such a rookie sometimes. But, welcome to the Grogcast, where I make myself look like a dum-dum. But we're here, we're going to be talking about week 7 and its overview. And we're going to also talk about the preview of week 8 in the NFL and hopefully get to some questions and answers of just general NFL stuff with the people watching right now. This is hopefully going to be put up on Spotify and we are also sponsored by unfiltered sports network. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I love the guys over there. Uh, they are, the people that basically got me into the sports uh, media. So I'll, I'll say that I'm sponsored by them. They'll be happy about that. Then also sponsored by Gummy Apparel. If you want any Sir Grogshire merch or you want the to be a part of the digital syndicate, feel free to look at that merch. And I believe that is down in my panels. But anyway, let us talk about week seven. So in week seven, we had the Broncos going to Cleveland to face the banged up Browns. And the Browns were going with Case Keenum for a quarterback. They had uh, pretty much half of their O-line was injured. No Kareem Hunt. He's on the IR. No Nick Chubb, who I believe is going to be back this week. No Baker Mayfield, obviously, like I said. But they still had most of their defense, which held the Broncos to 14 points. The Browns squeaked by with 17, getting the win. Going to the Sunday games, no London game this week. But we did have the Panthers getting absolutely exposed by the Giants. And Daniel Jones actually made a really good catch in this game. I, I don't know what their plan was about all that, but Daniel Jones made a catch. And the Giants absolutely blew out the, uh, the Panthers 25-3. to Now, going on to the absolutely banged up Jets. They've been banged up since the beginning of the season. And the Patriots, which Mac Jones is getting looking a lot better. But he's also beating these absolute schmucks of teams right now. Those have been most of their wins. Have just uh, the three wins that they've had have just been absolute terrible teams. In fact, we'll we'll go back and look at the the three ones that the Patriots have had. Let's see here, Patriots. God, the NFL website is such a terrible place to try to get this shit. So let's hear. They beat the Jets week two at 25-6. Uh, they beat the Texans 
week five barely, and then they blew out the Jets again. So the three, two of the three wins have been against the Jets. Shocker, as as that may be. But Mac Jones has been looking at least decent from this draft class, which in my mind wasn't exactly a strong dra- uh, draft class outside of Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence is doing a lot with very little. So uh, we'll, we'll see how all that shapes up here in the near future. Then we move on to the team that should probably start panicking the most, and that's the Chiefs. The Chiefs got absolutely slaughtered by the Titans, which I get it. The Titans are on the rise. They were riding momentum after beating the Bills. But there is no reason the Chiefs should have only scored three points. Uh, Patrick Mahomes took a big hit in that game. And it's worrisome. He did pass concussion protocol. But it is still very worrisome that maybe they're uh, pushing him a little bit too much. Uh, going along, going back to the Jets-Patriots game, Zach Wilson is now dealing with a PCL. I believe it's a PCL strain, but I can't remember the exact report about it. So we'll uh, we'll move on from that. Going on to the Washington football team facing off against the Packers. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. It's going to win. It's going to win a lot. And honestly, if, if the joke wasn't that they always choke in the NFC Championship, this team is honestly a, a good Super Bowl contender. And I, I honestly believe that. The Packers are looking good. They, they don't make too many mistakes. Jair Alexander, if he isn't back yet, he is coming back, and I'm sure he'll be healthier than ever. Then you move on to what I thought was going to be, honestly, a bad game. The Falcons and the Dolphins. Uh, the Falcons are starting to catch some fire here. I know they haven't really played too great of teams. And the ones that they lost were against decent teams. But I mean, they they went in with a game-winning field goal from Young Waku. And the Falcons are sitting at 3-3 three and three right now. Could they be the weirdest wildcard story out there? Maybe. Just maybe. Uh, and I'm going to save this game for last. But uh, Lions... Versus the Rams. Rams should have been 100% favored in this game. The Matthew Stafford revenge game or the Goff revenge game, whichever way you you wanted to look at it. But, yeah, the Lions are 0-7 now. I I give a lot of credit to Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell threw everything at the Rams. Onside kicks, fake punts, the whole shebang. It just wasn't enough. And honestly, Goff is a very average quarterback. He's pretty much what Bengals fans had to deal with with Dalton. Dalton's a good quarterback, but you have to surround him with a bunch of weapons and a good O-line. And that's not what the Lions have right now. 
They have some okay weapons. You got the Andre Smith. And that's uh, Swift. Sorry, DeAndre Swift. Deontay Swift. Fuck! Just Swift. It's Swift right now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Lions fans. But uh yeah, he has Swift. He's got Rag now. He's got uh Panay Sewell. He's got okay. He's got an okay line. Uh, obviously Sewell is still learning the game right now, and he is now back at his stronger position at left tackle. But this Rams team is good, and they're not going away anytime soon. Them and the Cardinals and the Bucks are a force to be reckoned with in the NFC, and that should that those three and the Packers should be the final four in the uh, NFC playoffs, if the uh, the placements put it that way. But let's go on to the next game, the Raiders and the Eagles. I unfortunately didn't get to watch most of this game, but I know Derek Carr did Derek Carr things. I have been saying this for a long time, and people have been laughing at me for it. Derek Carr is an above-average quarterback. I don't care what you say. Derek Carr is good. He is a good quarterback. He has been for a while. Josh Jacobs finally got back on the field. Darren Waller had to sit this one out, though. Uh, Henry Ruggs is starting to emerge. And this Raiders team may and is shocking quite a few people with how good they are doing, especially with the uh, John Gruden stuff that wound up happening just about a week ago. Eagles, they're not bad. They're definitely not the worst team. Uh, Hertz is showing a lot of promise. Uh, Sanders is a is a decent running back, and he's shown that over the last two years. Rieger is going to be a star eventually, and the O line's decent. They're not once again not the worst O line. I'd say they're pretty average. But you, I think this next draft is going to be super important for the Eagles. I don't see them getting a wild card spot this year. But the Eagles have a lot of promise. They just have to almost steal what the Ravens have been doing with Lamar. And give Jalen more or not, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Uh, more weapons on that offense, along with keep upgrading that defense, probably add a lot more veterans in this offseason as well. Texans and the Cardinals went just about as you expect, except the Texans did get a safety in that game and scored five points total. And the Cardinals won 31 to five. Cardinals are legit because they have probably the best what I would call veteran wide receiver trio. They have D hop. They got AJ green and they got Larry Fitz Fitzgerald. And then you add on Rondale Moore, who is going to be an absolute stud for the Cardinals. He was a good grab in round two, right? Round two. Yeah. And, I really think that the Cardinals are going to make a really deep run, and I really hope so for the sake of Fitzgerald, for the sake of D-Hop, and for the sake of A.J. Green. 
I think all of them deserve rings before they retire. Um, and honestly, this this very well could be the year for them. And I will say, I I was not a huge fan of Cliff Kingsbury when he entered the NFL. I'm starting to come around to him. I think he's a very intelligent person. And he game plans so hard. Kyler was another one that I, I, I didn't exactly like him coming into the league. But I never ignored the talent that he had. I just thought, personality-wise, I didn't really like him. But once again, starting to change. Can't have personal vendettas. And I'm starting to mature a lot more about that. Especially when it comes to one of the quarterbacks in this next matchup. The Bears and the Bucks. Bears scored three points. Justin Fields is not ready for the pros right now. And for all you Bears fans that have basically booed Andy Dalton off the field and think Andy Dalton shouldn't take another down as a Bears, uh, as a Bear, you guys are lying to yourselves. You are lying to yourselves. Andy Dalton is a decent quarterback. You have a decent O line. You have okay weapons. At least you have Allen Robinson. You have David Montgomery. But Dalton is a good quarterback if you surround him with pieces. Justin Fields is just not ready yet. And will he be ready in the future? 100%. Justin Fields will be a very good quarterback. But right now, he is just getting killed. And you're risking a Joe Burrow case here. Do you really want your future to be out for half a season? Possibly longer? No. On the other side of things, Tom Brady is doing Tom Brady things. Antonio Brown is balling out again. Chris Godwin is being who the Bucks need him to be. And Mike Evans is doing a great job of basically running distractions and then getting open when he needs to. But I've been... When it comes to Tom Brady, I've been very critical of everyone calling him the GOAT. Because in my personal opinion, I think Peyton Manning's the GOAT. I think Joe Montana is a GOAT. But when it comes to these types of players, I can't say that any of them have done what Tom Brady has done, especially at the age of 44, because all of them have retired since then. Tom Brady is doing something special, and it's it's hard to deny now. It's It's been hard to deny for like four years now. Uh, I used to call him the dink and dunk quarterback, but he is he is doing some wonderful things with Tampa. And I like Bruce Arians. I love him as a coach. I think he is the perfect amount of intensity for Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is the perfect amount of intensity for Bruce Arians. Arians. So I, I think they were a perfect match when Brady decided to sign with the Bucks. And it's been showing they already have a Super Bowl. They could very well be on their way for a second. Now, the Colts and the 49ers. Colts are another team that's just catching fire right now. Them and the Falcons. They're still banged up because obviously you got Quentin Nelson still out. And that's a huge piece on that O-line. 
but Carson Wentz. Dude sprained both of his ankles. What, week one, I think it was? And now he's he's playing out of his mind. Versus the Ravens, he did very well. And versus the 49ers, he did just as well. The 49ers are a confusing team right now. I don't know who they are. I don't know what their identity is. Uh, Trey Lance is not ready as well. Him and Justin Fields. And in a game where weather played a part, you went with a non-running quarterback. You went with a non-running game plan. You got absolutely throttled. Yeah, this once they get George Kittle back, it should be at least a decent team. But right now, they're just confused. I can't un- – I don't understand what they really uh, – what they're trying to do in San Fran right now. Now, the Monday night game, it, it was a terrible Monday night game. It was fucking horrible. Saints and the Seahawks. Seahawks still without Russell Wilson. Probably will be without Russell Wilson for another uh, three to five weeks. But he is out there doing like pregame stuff. He's still going through the motions and all that. But Geno Smith is not the answer. If you're going to have Russell out for a decent amount of time, you need to get another quarterback. Geno Smith is not it. And along with that, the Saints defense did all right. But once again, they were facing Geno Smith. Jameis Winston looks like Jameis Winston. The same Jameis Winston from the Bucks, And he's still mocking us with the freaking eating the W thing. But the game I want to get to that I want to go into a little bit more depth about is the, uh, the Bengals-Ravens game. Now, as a Bengals fan myself, as you can tell by, well, if you're watching this on YouTube or Steam, Steam? Twitch. I'm a Bengals fan. Uh, did I expect us to win this game? No. Nobody should have. Obviously, as Bengals fans, we can have hope for it. We can hope that we win. It's a division rival, a team that steamrolled the Chargers, who were being considered by a lot of people to be one of, if not the best team in the AFC, because Justin Herbert is some god. But Keenan Allen... Wonderful wide receiver. Mike Williams, a big contestant catch guy. Then you add in um, Jared Cook, Austin Eckler, and a outstanding rookie in Rashawn Slater. Uh, if the committee would actually look at linemen like they do wide receivers and quarterbacks for rookies, Rashawn Slater should be in the talk for rookie of the year. Straight up. Jamar Chase is playing out of his mind. But Rashawn Slater should be in the conversation. But anyway, going back to the Bengals game, nobody should have expected us to win. If a Bengals fan expected us to win, you're lying to yourself. You knew that the Ravens were good. But I told my mom this the the night or the day that I got home from work. There was just this feeling that I got right when I got right when I was working. Cause I worked third shift 
So I was working from uh, 9 p.m. until 7 a.m. Saturday into uh, Sunday morning. And I came home and I told my mom, Mom, I don't know why, but I have this gut feeling that the Bengals are about to blow out the Ravens. And for fuck's sake, they did. They didn't just beat them. They absolutely slaughtered them. 41-17. to 17. Uh, Ravens have gotten away with a few games. Justin Tucker had to kick a record-breaking 66-yard field goal that should or should not have happened due to a possible delay of game penalty that you can't change because it's in the past. Um, they barely beat the Colts because Lamar Jackson took that team and put them on his back. A lot of skeptics were very questionable about the Bengals' defense. They shut Lamar down running-wise. I think Lamar had a like 80 rushing yards, 101 passing yards. I was even the, one of the people that said, put Lamar in at fantasy because – he is going he's still going to put up a ton of points. The Bengals shut him down. It was amazing to watch. It was amazing. And for those of you Bengals fans kind of going after people, we do need to calm it down a little bit. We are we are not the Browns fans who talk shit every offseason just to be up upset mid-season because of Oh, the refs this. Oh, we have injuries. Everyone has injuries. Everyone gets fucked by the refs. Look at the picture of Joe Burrow getting absolutely clotheslined this weekend on a no call. Um, But yeah, we need to do better as a fan base to not rub this in so much. And I get that a lot of it comes from the backlash at national media where they've been dogging us all offseason. Most of us had most of them had us winning only four games. We're at five now. But it, it needs to calm down just a little bit. Although we have five wins, we still have a lot to prove, and the team knows that. Let the team do their work. We can talk as much shit as we want, but when it's fully deserved. We still haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. You know that's going to be the first argument that everybody comes out with and the biggest credit I will give the Bengals right now is currently they are on a three-game road stretch they have won two and they're playing the third this weekend two of their five wins have been division rivals on the road they beat Pittsburgh by 14 and they absolutely smacked the Ravens, putting up 41 points. Against a not bad defense. They're injured. I get that. But Marlon Humphreys, a Pro Bowl cornerback. Chase made him look like a rookie third stringer. I know that's harsh, but it's the reality. Jamar Chase put up 201 yards. 201 yards. I think Joe Mixon ran for 30 and one touchdown. Like 30 or 40 yards and a touchdown. Samaj P. Ryan, 42 yards for a touchdown. 
Jamar Chase had one for 82. Uh, CJ Uzama, he had uh, he had two touchdowns. I think one was like 32 yards, and the other one was like 48. And he stiff-armed, I think, the same person both times. I think it was Marlon Humphrey. I know at least one was Marlon. But, yeah, the, this Bengals team is rolling, and something special is happening. But I don't want to get too excited because of the typical shit. So, I get it. We won. We beat the Ravens. Ravens were talking huge, uh, huge game going into this. But as a fan base, we just need to calm down about that. Once we get in the playoffs, we can start talking shit again. But that's all the games for last week. This week, let's talk quite a bit about this Thursday night game that's happening tonight. So tonight we got the Packers going into Arizona. Now, Arizona did receive... Actually, before we get to that news for Arizona, let's talk about the Packers right now. Adam Lazard and Devontae Adams, at least as of this moment, have not been cleared from the COVID-19 list. Which means the two main targets that Aaron Rodgers is... Three main targets that Aaron Rodgers is going to have is Tanyan, uh, Scantley, who is coming back, and... Jones. Those are going to be his three main targets. So if you have any of those in fantasy, guarantee at least one for Jones. I don't care if it's on the ground or through the air, one for Jones. Uh, Scantley will probably go for like 70 yards, something like that. I don't think he'll break 100. And then Tanyan will probably go for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, Rodgers likes Tanyan, so I'd expect him to get at least one touchdown. As far as the Cardinals go, I think they're going to win this game. I, I really do. Now that Adams isn't playing, potentially, I think the Cardinals actually win this game. The Cardinals have done such a good job of getting weapons around Kyler Murray. Their O-line is pretty good. Their running back room could use some work, but James Conner's been doing pretty good. They went out and traded for Ertz. They have D-Hop. They have A.J. Green. They have Rondell Moore. They have Larry Fitzgerald. I keep saying that. Did Red? I need to make sure that Larry didn't retire. <laughs> I keep saying that. Did he retire? Okay, so he hasn't officially retired, but they have AJ Green and Rondell Moore. If any Cardinals fans listen to this, I'm deeply sorry that I did not know that right away. But their wide receiver room's good. Thank you, T Crow. Actually, it says that he is not officially retired, but he is broadcasting rather than playing. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game, but I think Ertz gets another touchdown. I think 
probably Green gets a touchdown. And Rondale Moore, I think, will probably get like 50 yards, 50, 60 yards. But I think D-Hop has his breakout game this year at this game. But Kyler is playing at an absolutely different level right now. Um, And I really, really hope that – I kind of want the Packers to win to kind of get an even playing field. But if the Cardinals beat the Packers, they may be the hands-on favorite to go to – the Super Bowl in the NFC. Now going to Sunday's games. Oh, the Cardinals news. So the Cardinals uh, got struck with the news that JJ Watt is having season ending surgery. So JJ Watt will not be used for the rest of the year. That absolutely sucks because he was having another breakout year. He was doing fantastic. And to hear that he's having season-ending surgery kind of sucks. Now, going to Sunday, I'm going to give my picks, but uh, I'm going to kind of briefly go through these. So, Sunday, 1 o'clock. You have Bengals versus the Jets. Once again, Jets are coming off of losing where the Pats put up 50 points. I've seen Bengals fans saying, if we don't put up 40 in the first half, we're going to lose. But, I mean, it, it's the NFL. Mike White is starting for the Jets. I, I've never seen Mike White play. If I have, I didn't know. But the Jets are battered. And I just don't see a possible outcome where the Jets win this game. Bengals are playing way too well currently. And if the Bengals allow the Jets to make it close, I'm going to be shocked. And the media is going to kill us for it. Plain and simple. But I, I got the Bengals winning that game. Should probably be by like, 15 minimum Titans at the Colts. Once again, Colts have been catching fire. This is a divisional matchup. Colts defense has been stepping up, but the, the tight freaking Derrick Henry, man. Do I dare go against Derrick Henry right now? I, I really don't. Sorry. Derrick Henry, then Julio Jones, AJ Brown. Titans look so good offensively. They really do. Uh, yeah, I, I have to take the, the Titans against the Colts. I really hope the Colts start making a, a, a run down the stretch. But they're going to need a lot more to deal with the Titans. Rams at Texans. Uh, Brandon Cooks put out a, a tweet that seemed like he was not happy with his situation in Texas. Do do I know the whole story? No, I'm not an insider. 
But holy hell is Matthew Stafford going to go off this game. If you have Stafford or Cooper Cup, I'll play them. Even Higby. Play Higby too. The The Rams are going to run away with this game. It's without a doubt. Uh, Steelers versus the Browns. Division matchup. Now, this is going to shock a few. Okay, this is in Cleveland, first off. This is going to shock a couple of you. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is starting to find a rhythm. They're starting to get a little healthier, too. Browns are still quite banged up, even with Nick Chubb. I really think Nick Nick Chubb is an outstanding running back. But Case Keenum cannot make the throws that even Baker can make. And I don't even I think Baker is just above average. Case Keenum cannot make the throws that Baker Mayfield does. And Pittsburgh's defense is still good. They're better than for sure the Broncos defense. I can tell you that. TJ Watt is in a league of his own when it comes to actual um when it comes to actual rushing, pass rush, pass rushing or run rushing, it's he's outstanding. Uh, then you got Highsmith, who's having a great second year. Um, but yeah, they're they're getting a lot healthier. Ben still has a noodle arm, and he's still an old piece of shit. But. Oh, yeah, and they don't have uh, Schuster for the rest of the year, but they do have Deontay. So, um, they got Frermuth. They got Ebron. So, I, I still think the Steelers win. It's going to be a close one because of the defenses. Uh, the Browns still have Miles Garrett. They got Jadavian Clowney, who Browns fans think is God almighty, freaking Jadavian Clowney. Uh, to give you a perspective, Jadavian Clowney has basically been Carlos Dunlap his entire career, which Dunlap's good. But if you look at their stats side by side, they are almost identical. Now going to Eagles versus the Lions. Do I dare say it? Do I dare say that the Lions get their first win this weekend? It's in Detroit. Uh, Eagles are coming off of a lot. I, <laughs> this one's hard. Uh, the lot, I don't think the lions go, oh, and 17 or whatever it would be. I, I just can't see it, but boy, oh boy, is their schedule hard as shit. What, what's the lion's remaining schedule right here? So lion's schedule. So after this week, they face the Steelers, the Browns, the Bears, the Vikings, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. They end with the Packers. They could possibly beat the Eagles. They could possibly beat the Steelers. If the Browns are still banged up, maybe. Highly doubtful. They could possibly beat the Bears. Bears have had it rough recently. 
Uh, they're not beating the Vikings. They may not beat the Broncos. Uh, they're for sure as hell not beating the Cardinals. Possibly the Falcons. But, I mean, like, the Lions have it rough right now. Uh, I think this is one of their better chances of winning. So, out of pure stupidity and hope for Dan Campbell, I am going to take the Lions. 49ers versus the Bears. Another one that's probably going to be close for all the wrong reasons. But. Shit. I don't think Kittle's coming back this week. And the 49ers are just confusing. Justin Fields is just as confusing. Because he has a good game. He has an awful game. Has a good game. Has a terrible game. Wasn't there... Wasn't one of his games like he had a... Like... 10 yard average? Or not 10 yard average. Uh, 10 net yards total? Something around that? Uh, This is in Chi-Town? I think I'm going to take the 49ers here. I I just don't see the Bears right now. The Bears' defense is starting to come together, but that offense is rough. Actually, no, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, purely for one person and one person alone, it's going to be David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery might run all over the, the 49ers' defense. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Bears. Bears at home. Uh, Panthers at Atlanta. Panthers are on a downslide. Falcons are on the upslide. Still no uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'll take the Falcons, honestly. I think Matt Ryan's starting to put uh, the team together. Kyle Pitts is finally showing up. Uh, young way is still a very good kicker. If it has to come down to a game winning field goal again, I've got the Falcons. I, I think the Falcons can pull that off. Uh, dolphins at the bills. The bills are going to absolutely slaughter the living shit out of the dolphins. They just got embarrassed by the Titans because Josh Allen slipped on a fourth and one. The bills are going to win by 30 points. I'm not even joking. They are going to win by 30. Now, moving on to the uh, mid-games. We got the Pats at the Chargers. Now, this is an interesting game. Because Bill Belichick is a very good game planner. And he is probably going to imitate or try to imitate what the Ravens did to the Chargers. They don't have as good of players as the Ravens do. But Bill's going to give it his good old try. Uh, the Chargers win. Chargers win this game. Mac Jones is so inconsistent. He's getting there. But he's inconsistent. And I think the Chargers are still one of the better teams in the AFC. They will for sure have a chance to win their division. They got to get past the Raiders. But 
I, I the Chargers are the better te- better team in this matchup. Uh, the Chargers should win, especially at home in SoFi. Jaguars at Seahawks. This is probably the game that Trevor Lawrence breaks out. The game. Seahawks are not that good, especially without Russell. And I think the saddest part is Seahawks fans mostly would agree with me. The Seahawks are not the Seahawks without Russell Wilson. And I also think without Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll is starting to get a little bit exposed with how old school his coaching is. And it's just not working in the modern day NFL. Seahawks are good. Only with Russell. Give me the Jags. I'll take the Jags in the upset. If you want to really call it an upset. I'll call it an upset because it's in Seattle. Uh, Washington at the Broncos. Broncos desperately need to win this game. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to lose. They are going to lose. Because they thought that Teddy Bridgewater was the solution. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I really do. He is not the solution. He was the solution for Minnesota before his knee injury. That benched him for two years. And he did all right in a system that was built around him because of a new head coach in Carolina. He did okay when he was the backup for Drew Brees. But and he, I guess he did okay in the short time that he was with the Jets, which I think was just preseason. And then I think he got cut and then went to the Saints. Um. Yeah, I just I don't like the Broncos right now. They should be embarrassed about that Browns game. They really should. Um, and I want to believe in. Uh, what's his name? Heinke, Heinke. I want to believe in him. I really do. And Washington's defensive line is at least the best part of Washington. Uh, Terry McLaurin is excellent. I think I'm going to take Washington. This would be an upset, and I'm going to take Washington. Four o'clock game. You got the Bucks versus the Saints. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, Saints are going to die. A hundred percent, they're going to die. Uh, the Bucks are playing too good. There, there's no chance in hell. That um, that the Saints walk away in this game, in in the win column, they just don't. I would love to say they do, but I I just can't see it. Saints barely beat the Geno Smith led Seahawks. I I can't take them. So I'm taking the Bucks on the road. Cowboys and Vikings, I think, is one of the best games on this sheet. Probably one of the best games. Cowboys have been doing incredible. Dak Prescott, like I said, should be one of the runners for MVP right now. Uh, him and Burrow are definitely the main two in the comeback player of the year column. 
and I think Dak has the edge. Unless Burrow throws like five more 400-yard games. But this Vikings team is starting to figure it out. Their defense is getting a lot better. And it's definitely better than uh, the Cowboys' defense. And Kirk Cousins is having a pretty good year. I hate to say it, but he's having a pretty good year. Uh, Thielen looks awesome. Jefferson looks awesome. Dalvin Cook looks, looks awesome. Their O-line is okay. Um, and it's in Minnesota, one of the harder places to play. That stadium gets loud. I think I will take the upset with the Vikings at home. Giants at Chiefs. Giants coming off a blow-off win against the uh, Panthers. Is Patrick Mahomes even going to survive the year? Legit question. Is Patrick Mahomes going to survive the year? Creed Humphrey was a wonderful pick for the for the Chiefs. Uh, they went out, got Orlando Brown. Uh, they got uh, Thuny from the Pats. Um, they worked on that O-line. But look at the injuries they're dealing with. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's out. Uh, Mahomes had to go to concussion protocol. And he's just not getting any help. He really isn't. Uh, Mahomes is having a really bad year. Especially it's now the first year on his renewed contract. Of $500 million. This is $500 million Mahomes. I can't I can't bet against the Chiefs though. I they're 3 and 4 and if they don't do something soon, they are going to miss the playoffs. And I just can't see the Chiefs missing the playoffs. I really can't. I think they get a good win here versus the Giants if you want to call it a good win, but it's in Kansas City. It's in prime time. I just don't think Danny Dimes is ready. Granted, the Chiefs' defense absolutely sucks major ass. They are 32nd in most categories. And especially run defense. Their run defense is atrocious. If Saquon was playing this game, he would run for probably 600 yards. But it, I have to take the Chiefs. I really do. Eventually, they have to figure it out. And I think this week is honestly the perfect week to do so. Okay. But that is the full slate of games this week. So now we're going to go into a little bit of question and answer. If anybody is in the chat. Feel free to ask any general questions. Could be about actually. While we're while I'm waiting for questions, I'm gonna pull up my uh, my power rankings. We'll go over those real quick. All right. So in the power rankings, we'll start at 32. So 32. 
I've got the Jets. And I know I could easily put the Lions here because they haven't won a game. I I think they're still an outlier. They put they took the Ravens to the limit, which is very hard to do. Like they held them to 19 points. The Bengals held them to 17. But I have the Jets at 32 mainly because of their injuries. Not having Zach Wilson, even for the bad start that he's had, uh, that's just hard. It's hard on a franchise. I, I love Soleil, and he'll be a good coach, but he has so many injuries on that team, it's dumbfounding. Uh, Lions at 31. Jags at 30. Because although they have one win, I still, I and I still think there's more to come, but I need to see it first. Like I said, Trevor Lawrence is basically doing a lot with nothing. And at the beginning of the season, James Robinson wasn't even the starter. He wasn't even the starting running back. James Robinson is a fucking good running back. And the Jags go out and get uh, ETN with their second first-round pick, which didn't really need to happen. They could have gone out and gotten Creed Humphrey, honestly. They need linemen. They need defense. There was a lot of defensive players that they could have grabbed there. Uh, 29, I've got the Dolphins. Uh, who have now lost a lot of confidence in Tua, and Tua is losing confidence in the franchise because of all these talks. Or because now the Dolphins apparently have uh, at least talked or partially agreed to terms to get Deshaun Watson, which doesn't make too much sense to me. And I would imagine Tua is part of that trade. But the... From what I understand, the Dolphins want to know more about Deshaun Watson's legal cases. And also Deshaun Watson, I believe, used his no trade clause and basically said, no, you're not trading me to the Dolphins. So we'll see where that develops probably next week's show because the trade deadline is uh, next Tuesday. And I'll probably I might go live up to the deadline just spamming twitter and hopefully getting some uh some answers there at 29 i got the the texans because it, it, it's the texans i honestly think the te the texans are better than the dolphins right now and the texans suck washington at number 27 yeah they're other than their d line and McLaren, there, there's really nothing going for the Washington team. They don't even have a name. That's not even going for them either. At 26, I've got the absolutely sliding Broncos. This one was tough to slide them down this far, but you lost to, like, the third-string Browns. That's pretty bad. Really, really it is. It's kind The of, Ernest Johnson ran all over your ass. And I like I like Dearness Johnson's uh, story. He's a good running back, good, very good running back. Uh, 
but the Broncos, man, you got absolute shit on. 25, I got the Eagles because I want to see more from them, especially after trading Ertz and putting full trust into Goddard, which it was going that way anyway. So I 100% understand them being there. 24, I got the Giants. Once again, big victory over the Panthers. But once again, they are so inconsistent that I just don't know right now. Uh, I almost put them up a lot further. But once again, I want to see some more. The Falcons at 23, because once again, I think they're starting to catch fire. Kyle Pitts is starting to break out of the shell. Uh, Matt Ryan's starting to play a lot better. Calvin Ridley is a stud. I got the Panthers at 22, how the mighty have fallen. I believe I had the Panthers in the top 10 at some when I first started doing the rankings. And they've fallen all the way to 22 in th uh, four weeks. 21 is the Seahawks. I, don't, I just don't trust them. I don't trust them without Russell. 20 is the Saints because, once again, they still look like absolute booty cheeks but they beat the Seahawks, so I put them over the Seahawks. 19 is the Steelers, because I want them to have a signature victory before I move them up dramatically. They got blown out at home to the Bengals. That was the Bengals' first, like, we're here type game. But the Steelers haven't really beaten anybody that, like, really interests me. I want to see that signature win from you Steelers before I move you up. If you beat the Browns this weekend, you're moving up. I can tell you that. It might not be as much as you want, but you're going to move up because, once again, I don't – injury-wise, the Browns are still decimated. Patriots are at 18 because, once again, I had to move them up because they absolutely – when, what's the last team that you remember that put up a 50-burger in the NFL? They don't have to be the the best, but they put up a 50-burger. Colts at 17, once again. They beat the Titans here. They're going to move up. Because the Titans are playing unbelievable, and that means that they stopped the best rusher this year and possible... MVP candidate as a running back in Derrick Henry. 16, I got the Bears. Honestly, I thought about moving them down a little bit, but I, I want to see this week and see where they stand between them and the 49ers. Because at 15, I got the 49ers. Um, I think without Kittle, they are an average team. So 15, 15 to 17 is where I put them. But once again, they're just, they're just kind of a confusing team. I don't really know what to make of them yet. Uh, 14. I still have the chiefs cause I know who the chiefs are. The chiefs are a team that fully depends on Mahomes athleticism and how big of a star Mahomes is, but they are missing the mark. Should the chiefs be lower? Probably. But here soon, I think the Chiefs are still going to figure it out. 
and their strength of schedule isn't exactly the hardest. So as soon as they do figure it out, they're they'll be fine. Raiders at thirteen. Uh, once again, almost put them higher, but their their two losses confused me. They beat the Ravens, not as bad as the Bengals did, but they beat the Ravens. But they're still inconsistent, and I get the whole John Gruden thing. That's that's one of the big reasons why I put them down at thirteen is because I didn't know how the coaching would affect them. Which right now, the new coach has them on a roll, and hats off to him. Seriously, twelve is the Vikings because, like I said, they are getting better. Their defense is getting better. The offense is starting to move, and they're not drastically injured right now. So I think they've got a good chance of probably making the wild card this year. 11 is the Browns because I just didn't move them because they beat a really shit Broncos team. And from there, it's just like, I didn't really know where to put them because of all the injuries, but their defense is still stupidly good. So I kept them just outside the top 10. Uh, Beat, if something happens to one of the top 10 teams and the Browns beat the Steelers, they might move up. But otherwise, I'm, I, th- I just think that the top 10 teams right now are just better than the Browns. At number 10, I got the Chargers. I still have faith in the Chargers. And uh, I, I think Herbert will be fine. Allen will be fine. Eckler will be fine. The team will be good. And like I said, I still think that they could win the division. Raiders might squeak it out. Chiefs may even come back. I I highly doubt it, but um, weirder things have happened in the NFL. Number nine, I got the Titans coming off of two big wins, but I still want to see more consistency out of the Titans before I put them much further. They are looking at to be possibly one of the strongest teams in the AFC. I just want to see a lot more momentum when it comes to this, especially against these this uh, Colts team that's starting to catch momentum. Of course, the Titans are also catching momentum. So this could be a big game for me uh, for the Titans. Going to number eight, I got the Ravens. Once again, Ravens are still fine. They will, they will be fine. Uh, but losing to the Bengals that badly needed to be addressed. And at number seven, I have the Bengals. This is not a biased pick. I had them at eight last week. So they moved up one spot. Do I think the Bengals control their own destiny? Hell yeah. Did they beat the Ravens? Hell yeah. So at least for right now, they are above the Ravens. At six, we got the Bills. Trust me, Bills would be higher. I still think they're better than the Titans, even though they lost to them, because of their overall roster. NFL is any given Sunday. But I still think the Bills are are and eventually will be the number one seed in the AFC. Because if you haven't looked at their, their remaining schedule... Other than the Bucks, they will probably win out. No joke. They're 
the rest of their schedule is an absolute cakewalk compared to most teams in that top 10. Uh, at number five, I got the Packers. This one's pretty self-explanatory. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams is a strong duo. They don't really need anyone else. Their defense is pretty good. And their O-line is just as good as it was last year. And they lost uh, some key components to that last uh, this past offseason. So the Packers are still good. Um, once again, I still I think they're one of the top teams to that are going to fight for that uh, that NFC Championship spot. Number four, I got the Cowboys. Uh, did I did I think I was going to put the Cowboys above the Packers? No. But God damn it, has have the Cowboys looked pretty good, especially on offense. I don't like the Cowboys, but goddamn have they looked good. And I I just can't ignore that. Number three, I got the Rams. This one's pretty self-explanatory. Rams lost to the Cardinals. They'll more than likely lose to the Bucks if they haven't. I can't remember if they played the Bucks yet. Uh, Rams are good. Matthew Stafford's been a good quarterback for a long-ass fucking time. Uh, but Detroit wasted him completely. They wasted its prime years. Because if you put a a good quarterback on a bad team, it's going to show his flaws a lot more and people can game plan around it. If you put a good quarterback on a good team, everything gets hidden immediately. And Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they are so good at wide receiver. Plus, you have a top eight offensive line, I would say. The Rams are a fucking good football team. They really are. Number two, I got the Bucks, Because, God damn it, Tom Brady's so good. And the Bucks defense is so good. God damn it, I hate to say that. But, fuck, they're good. And at number one, I have your only undefeated team at the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, if the Cardinals lose this week, they're probably going to move back a little bit. And the Packers are going to move up. But I think that top five is going to stand strong for quite a bit. I just don't, I just can't see myself moving a lot of that. I might move the the Bills into five or in the top five eventually. If the Bengals start going on an absolute murder spree, they may crack the top five. I don't know. But as of right now, that that's my power rankings for this week. Um, if I do any more streaming this week, it will be on twitch.tv slash Grogshire. And from there, it will be, uh, well, we can discuss NFL stuff, but I'll probably be playing video games for most of it. And thank you all for joining and listening to the first ever Grogcast. My name is Sir Grogshire, and I will see you in next week's episode, hopefully. Have a good one.